Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for doing. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing. Welcome to 2022. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. I can't even wait. We're talking gummy bears today. We have not talked gummy bears in any of our 400 episodes. I can't even wait for you to meet my guest, Susie Boshoff, CEO and founder of Scrummy Sweets, is on the podcast today. A great way to kick off the year. Susie, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Justin. I know. I'm excited. I had so much fun um, checking out your company. And like I said, we've never talked about this category before. And you've got a really interesting, like, unique spin to it or, or unique take on it. And I can't wait to j- dive into that. Um, and I do love gummy bears. So, okay. Before we get there, let's do this first. Talk a little bit about your background. Like, what were you doing before launching Scrummy Sweets? So, before doing Scrummy Sweets, we were actually, I, I would say, semi-retired, but looking for a new gig. So (laughs) we we sold our company in uh, 2017 and we had a digital marketing agency that we'd had for 20 years. And um, we were just kind of trying to find something that, I don't know, was like food for the soul. Got it. So to speak, we didn't want to just do anything. And um, yeah, that's kind of what we were doing. (laughs) We're doing a lot of travel. (laughs) Okay, so I love that. So congratulations on on having your own business for that many years. That's awesome. I love the digital marketing space. I can't wait to figure out in a moment how that might have helped also as you've grown this brand. Um, How did you decide, you know what, we're going to start a food brand. And actually, we're going to start something in the like around gummy bears, like of all things, like how did this happen? Well, I'm... So first of all, the the gummy bears themselves are a bit unique because they actually have zero sugar and they have zero sugar impact. So I already have, I have a physical situation that I've been sorting for many, many, many years. And it just takes self-care and management and whatnot. And um, one of the things that I don't have in my diet is sugar. And I tend to eat low carb, um, um, more in the ketogenic space, but I also not always, but, but. I always don't have sugar if I can. I mean, occasionally, but I always pay for it. So it's not worth it. So um, anyway, some people like to bake. I make gummy bears. And so in between our travels, I I would make the gummy bears um, and I would just work on the recipe. If you, if you're familiar with DIY recipes at all, most gummy bear recipes, quite frankly, suck. Like they, (laughs) When you make them, you either have to put them in the fridge to actually keep that make gummy them, bear consistency, right, right. but they melt in your mouth like jello, which Ugh. is not like a gummy bear. That's not a gummy bear. No. No. So um, I, I, it was sort of like this little, I don't know, side passion or whatever you want to call it. But I loved it because I could have this snacky, satisfying treat that was delicious, but it had no impact on my um, on my insulin uh, or my glucose response. Right. So... That was kind of exciting. And obviously, in uh, 2020, we had a lot of time for me to <laughs> practice batches of gummy bears. Right. This is, you're in retirement here, and you're doing your own batches of gummy bears. And, and one thing I noticed in, in my homework, you said that on traditional gummy bears, they use a base of sugar sugar syrup or corn syrup and gelatin, right? And that's what goes into it. So it's a, a lot of 
sugar um, in that, right? And so your thing was, how do I solve for that? How do I change that, right? Exactly. And that was an, that was an interesting challenge. Um, initially, I was using a product that a lot of uh, people in the keto space thought was keto friendly and didn't impact your blood sugar. Um, it's a it's an ingredient called IMO, which is has a really really long word, and even one of the biggest. <laughs> it's a really long <laughs> word. It is. It's like, and, and I can never pronounce it, even though I try. You know, <laughs> we'll just call it IMO. <laughs> yeah, so we just call it IMO, and it's easy. But um, anyway, one even one of the biggest brands that's sugar free had this as their base. And, um, I thought it was keto and I was using it in, in my recipes and they were great, but it actually is just like corn syrup and it's it. not a fiber. So of course it's great because it gives you a perfect gummy bear, just like corn syrup would. So once we realized that my husband was the one who discovered that he was like, um, the FDA has said that this is absolutely not a fiber. And I was like, what? And, <laughs> wow. he, and then we <laughs> And then we even found a study that showed that the that the glucose spike is exactly uh, with the IMO as straight glucose. Wow. And I was like, oh, this is not diabetic friendly. This is not keto. This is not any of those things. So then we kind of had to start from scratch, which, which was super stressful for us oh. initially. Um, so- it took 60 60- four batches to get. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that's what I was going to ask you. So you're pretty much experimenting in your kitchen. It took 64 batches to get something that was, that worked. And like, what were the elements, like, what were you having to do differently in each of the batches to try to make it work? Do you know what I mean? Was it removing some things, adding more of others? Like, what did that look like? Yeah. What it looked like is I think every entrepreneur goes through this Especially it, it looked, in the food and beverage space, by the way, we we get to hear this story a lot, right? People sampling, trying, think, trying to make it work, and then and then throwing their hands up and going out for coffee and crying in their soup because they can't <laughs> get it right, and thinking that they have to give up. Like we definitely had those moments because the texture. Um, just as a poor example, we do use a porcine gelatin, which I really wanted to use a beef-based gelatin. Okay. But even just doing something as simple as that caused the the texture to be like a long, stringy, it's almost like a soaked cotton ball. It was so gross. Oh, and my husband were that like, does not sound that? good. <laughs> no, it was terrible. So we had so there was so many little nuances of like working on the texture. My family was 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 jokingly um saying that it was a little terrifying for a period because we would bring over these. We didn't care what the colors were and we didn't even care that much about the flavors. Like we would just make them at least not terrible, but all we were trying to do was get a gummy bear texture. Got it. So I'd be like, okay, try these. And they were like, Oh, okay. Slightly <laughs> apprehensive. And, they, and then when we nailed it, everyone was like, this is amazing. So, no you know. <laughs> way. That's really cool. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. So you, how did you know you had it at batch number 64? In other words, was it like so obvious or was it, you know, yeah. this is good enough for now? Like, how did you decide that was the best one? No, it's set. It's set properly the way a gummy bear should. And it Got was it. able to hold its own. And then the chew. So there were other batches, like even earlier batches that were still uh, gummy bearish, but they were too hard or they were too um, rubbery. 
So it's like, you know, you have this idea of whatever your, whatever the perfect gummy bear texture is, which should have a bit of a chew, should have a little bit like you should be able to bite into it, right? but it should also have that slight bounce that feels a little bit like a gummy bear versus jello. It shouldn't melt immediately in your mouth, but it should melt in your mouth. So like that delicate balance <laughs> so crazy i love yeah. it it's so funny that i mean just i think about we you know we've talked so many different categories on the show and i, I just love talking i mean it's so funny to talk gummy bears um so okay which <laughs> i love it so um you you have it and then what like how do you go from that to putting it in really cool packaging like i see on your website and selling it like how did you figure that out because you hadn't done product before right no, I've never done product before, but I do have a background in, like I said, with digital marketing. Sure. My husband and I owned a digital marketing company that we actually started in 1999. Wow, so, awesome. like, way yeah, back before the internet. No, not really, but <laughs> almost. Know? I mean, it was it was early days. <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, design obviously it was a home run for you guys. Colors, packaging, but I mean, like, how did you figure out how to commercialize your product? How to make enough to put into bags and sell? I, it's very interesting because I think because I have a background in marketing, it's also a little bit intuitive to me. Like even something as simple as our packaging, which I know this isn't going to be visual, but something as simple as um, the way our box is designed, our box is designed, um, our gummy bear box is designed to hold 12 bags. Got it. Each bag has t- approximately 25 gummy bears. Some people get more, some people get less. It doesn't matter. But um, <laughs> I mean, that it's supposed to be roughly, um, you know, 50 grams of gummy bears. And we did that based on uh, a very large competitor where that's their average serving size. Got it. So so our goal was to create something with it, the same serving size, but that was truly keto friendly, that was truly diabetic friendly, that um, was um, satisfying. So that's how we ended up with our bag size. Got right? it. And so we wanted a box that could hold 12 of the bags. And then I designed it so that it was a tearaway. Ah, so got it. I didn't see that on there. Out. Okay, very nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And that ended up being a big bonus for us because the, when we got into the very first store that we the, that we got into, which is a local uh, gourmet uh, natural health food store called Nature's Food Patch, it's pretty big actually. Right. And they, they have two different locations. And the buyer was telling me... Um, he was so stunned by the packaging. He was like, how did you decide to create this? Yep. This is brilliant. It's perfect for countertop though. You know what I mean? Just tear yeah. open and then put it on the countertop. It's ready to go. Totally. Um, that was okay. Know. So I love that. I could see how you, you used your um, marketing background to design that, which is awesome. How did you go to market initially? Did you go right to retail? Did you only sell on your website? How did you get people to learn about your brand? Like, What did that look like? Okay. So we have a great story. I feel like in in most great brands launch with like a fan base already intact. And if you can get people to help you bring your right influencers and others. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So for me, what ended up happening, which was pretty awesome was, um, I, I have a pretty substantial friends list, even just on Facebook social. Right. And, um, so as I was making my gummy bears, I would already talk about them. And I also have a blog uh, called 365 Days of Awesome, which I'm terrible at, at <laughs> doing lots and lots of consistent blog posts. But I do have a following on that. And I do have 
uh, you know, it's it, it's my goal to lead a more awesome life, and then I share what I find. So I do love have people that, that I love it. that. Yeah. Way. So um, anyway, I was making gummy bears, and people were like, "That's amazing! What's the recipe? How can I make those? I want those. I need those for my kids." And so that was kind of started building up this little bit of excitement. And we, when we decided to turn it into a business, we would also go to, to Facebook to survey, like, what are your favorite gummy bear flavors? What are your favorite things that you look for? What's most important texture of this? So we did do uh, market surveys and, and our first survey got like 300 and something responses immediately. Wow. And, Amazing. Um, it's awesome. It was really fun. We just started building a little bit of a community. So we actually did an Indiegogo campaign which we didn't, we, we didn't do it right. There's a right way and a wrong way to do it, but we still raised about 30,000 and we pre-sold, um, thousands of packages. So, which was awesome because it gave us the money that we needed to do our test runs, but it also created a, uh, a little fan base, like, like for them, like the, the, the people that helped us bring this here to them, this is their brand. Got it. Interesting. Like they're a part of the whole narrative. They're like, and they, they help create it basically and bring yeah. it to life. That's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. I and we that. really made them feel that way. And we still do. I love like, like our early gang, when we came out with caramels, Yep. we were, they're the only ones who got them and they sold out like that. Wow. And then we started that we use them as our test market, but we told them, listen, you're our early gang. You're the only right. ones who are going to buy these, you know? <laughs> And I love that. Wow. Yeah, um, and now when you launch, I, I, there's different, I, I'll say different. I don't know if they are. Are they different flavors with the different colors or are they all the same flavor with different colors? Like, how does that work? I'm not an yeah, expert. Have, <laughs> no, it's okay. We have six different flavors. And it's always um, been six. Like when you launched, it was six flavors. That's right. Okay. Gummy bears. So I will say one thing about uh, producing gummy bears. And it was very interesting because there's not... A huge amount of competition, but there is. Okay, help unpack that for us. So basically, you have you have a handful of the big big brands that actually make gummy bears. So a gummy bear line, um, the equipment for that can cost upwards of three million. Wow! So it wasn't not something cheap. that it's not something that you can make in your kitchen. I mean, you could. I don't know how you. <laughs> But it, but it isn't something that you would make like that. And when you're doing a, a, a run of gummy bears, like uh, to come off the line and get packaged, it is expensive. Sure. It's, it's straight out of the gate. It's it's cost prohibitive. Like a lot of people do Amazon and maybe they want to bring a shaving cream. And I'm not saying this to diss any product or shampoo. And maybe they the barrier to entry is like $3,000 or $4,000. Sure. Our, was with a lot of negotiations, we got our manufacturer to do a run for only um, about 150. Wow, 000. that's great! Nice job. And and that's not normal necessarily. That's not something that's. I mean, that's normal for the gummy bear things, but they that was a small run that they let us do. So the barrier to entry is um, it, it takes a little bit to get sure. in there. Well, and yeah. they're not independently wealthy, so that was a very <laughs> interesting challenge. Right. No, I mean, there's always an upfront cost, right? I mean, when you get, especially in a, a food or beverage or other consumer brand as you're launching. Um, so what kind of early successes did you have? Was there any early days moment where, you, you know, maybe it was the store you mentioned or other where you're like, okay, I think we got something here. 
I mean, it was definitely getting into um, getting into Nature's Food Patch was 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 super exciting for us because they are a um, they're they're a really beautiful uh, grocery chain. Like Got they it. only have two, two locations, but they're but they're like the best of the best of Tampa Bay and blah 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 that kind of a thing. So to to get in there and then to have that kind of acknowledgement from the, from the buyer himself was pretty exciting for me. And he said, any other products you bring to market, there's not even, you don't even have to ask. We'll put wow, them on the that's amazing. Um, um, the thing that was exciting was the first. So so I will tell you the story because it was great. I love it. He was tell us. <laughs> He says to me, um, he was like, okay, I'm going to take four sleeves. Four sleeves are a box is a sleeve, right? So that's the technical jargon. And he wanted to know when the expiration date was. And I was like, well, it's 18 months. And he was like, oh, that's good. Okay, well, these should last. And I was like, I don't... (laughs) I don't think we're on the same page because I'm pretty sure those are going to be gone fast. Right. Right. I was like, okay, sure. We'll see. And he was like, yeah. And then we'll stay in touch. I said, all right. So he didn't even get through the weekend and they were sold out. Oh my gosh. He was like, what just happened? I didn't even expect that. So, um, it's a great impulse item though. Like you, you know, throw that into, let me grab one of the, you know what I mean? Like if if you guys haven't seen it, you'll, you'll see on, on their website, uh, scrummysweets.co. I mean, like it's easy, like the box open, you just grab one, right? I mean, it's so simple. People want it. And and then they sell them by the individual bags. So we made a big deal about it on social media and what was awesome for them and from a store standpoint. So like when you, when you bring a product to market, I, I, I have enough background in the marketing world to know it's not just, Oh, I want to get my product into Whole Foods or Publix or this or this or this. And then once it's there, the sales will come. Got it. That's true or not true. But if I do my part as a brand and I build up the excitement of it, and then I tell people where to get it, Every time somebody walks into Nature's Food Patch to buy a bag of gummy bears, they're not just going to buy only the bag of gummy bears. They're going to buy like probably eighty to one hundred dollars worth of other things. Sure. For me, I've always wanted to take responsibility for uh, making our brand known, creating that fan base, building that fan base, and then letting them know when they can get it locally. Got so it. we have five retailers now. Oh, wow. Very, very cool. And then is uh, do you have others on the horizon you'd like to get into? What does the next 6 to 12 months look like in terms of growth? Oh, for sure. I mean, we're, we're promoting and um, we are reaching out. There is... I mean, obviously, we have our wish list like every brand has. Sure. Um, so we would love to get into Whole Foods, obviously. Um, I, I think that will happen. We're still at that stage where we're finding out um, how much we need to order for the next one. So we're on Amazon. We're also, um, and Amazon's an interesting, tricky little beast, but that's fine. Um, but we sell and we're doing good on that. And, Very nice. Um, and then our website sales, those ones are increasing, increasing. We always have our early gang guys, but then we're reaching a much broader spectrum. And next month we're going to be in the, um, in the February keto crate. Oh, very cool. Awesome. That's exciting. Cause that's, that's a subscription base that goes Got it. specifically to people on a ketogenic diet. Very, very cool. Um, how yeah. have you leveraged some of your marketing background to build either the brand or like, where is it, where does that come into play? Um, it's, or as you've developed new consumers or, or broader reach, like what does that look like in terms of how you've been able to apply that here? I mean, I've been able to apply it in everything. So my specialty was websites, right? And um, 
legitimately in the early 2000s, I was an SEO expert. Like I wrote a book on how to get to the top of the search engine. Wow. So well, then um, you, that you can apply that here immediately. Yeah. So we do, so we do we we've we've applied um, obviously uh, search engine optimization tactics um, with our website. But the other thing is is that our website is really sticky and has an amazing conversion rate and an upsell rate. And people are like, "Oh, who did your website?" And I'm like, "Me." But I was <laughs> rusty. Like so, I hadn't built a website and myself in probably seven years aside from my blog maybe wow. so this was like very new for me to to get familiar with shopify and all the little totally aspects. all the possibilities but i there. knew what i needed yeah yeah it's pretty cool yeah. i like on the site how you can see others that are viewing the product you know couponings yeah. it's just it's very it's great i love it it's really engaging um i always love to ask our guests like some of their biggest lessons learned you've been at this for a while you shared some of their early days of developing a product and getting it rolled out um what would be two or three pieces of advice you'd offer to our listeners or audience, um, you know, based on some of your experience? I would say, um, I think one of the most important things that I found from the beginning of this process to now is to surround yourself with people that actually really know what they're doing in that market. Like, I can't expect to be an expert in every aspect of uh, life and business, but there sure. are people that that is their specialty. And to be willing to go to those people and trust them to help you. So, you know, even we, we um, spoke to a food consultant. We spoke to a flavor expert. We learned all about how acids work with sugars. And one of the things, like just as a for example, and most people find this fascinating. If you're in the zero sugar arena, you'll find that like stevia has a tail behind it. Monk fruit has a tail behind it where some people really don't like that extra flavor. It's kind of gross to them. And, um, and I can, I understand that I can appreciate it. Like for me, I got used to that because sure. I don't have sugar, but for somebody, if I'm, if I'm going to tell you, if you eat sugar and I'm going to say, Hey, try my brand. And it has that weird aftertaste or that bitterness. You're not going to want to eat it. Right. You're going to go, no, I'm going to stick with sugar. Totally. But if you have to give up sugar, how do I help you do that? Well, we learned that certain acids actually hide that tail um, and the ratios in which you use them. And this was so fascinating to me along those lines. One thing that we get over and over again is there's no aftertaste. Like, Got they it. can't Oh, that's that nice. That's you a know? really good thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So cool. Um, super excited for you and where you are and where you're headed. I love the product um, packaging. Like I could totally see lots of runway in front of you and, and stretch for the brand. Um, Susie, share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, buy your product, etc. Um, well, you can find us on our website, first and foremost, which is scrummysweets.co. Not dot com. <laughs> dot co. <laughs> co. <laughs> yeah. Dot co. And then they can also find us. Um, they can um, connect with us on Instagram. I'm uh, moderately active on Instagram with the scrummy sweets. Dot co is the same handle um, at. And um, we also have a Facebook page, which is the scrummy sweets co. And um, yeah. Those are the best places to connect with us. I'm also on LinkedIn, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Um, you know, there is a song called I'm a Gummy Bear. It's kind of funny. It's, I don't know why it's around. Gummy around. Bear like, song. There is a Gummy Bear song. And I, it's in my head now. Um, and we'll be it's 100%. Day. Somebody called us, literally, <laughs> and left 
that voicemail message of singing that song. I died. I get the coolest stuff. Like this is, it, it is a brand that people love. It so they just, gummy yeah. bear song, scary. <laughs> I've been sent memes and then somebody left and they never even left it. It was just a voicemail on our, on our company phone. <laughs> Literally funny. the gummy bear song. I, was like, I will amazing. just tell you, I'm going to warn all of you before you go out and listen to it online, it's available or you can download it. But um, it is so not only it's it's catchy and like it will not leave your head if you listen to it so True. <laughs> it is going through so, my head now thanks it's Justin. unique <laughs> i know sorry it's unique um this has been so fun Susie. you got to come back on uh down the road with us and uh share more stories and and as you guys progress the brand but thanks so much for being here with us today yeah thank you the Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.